Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. We got a lot to get into. The NBA got lit overnight. The NBA trade deadline, I believe, is officially done. Um, we got a lot of big deals to get into that were made uh, right before the trade deadline. And you're talking about blockbuster ones. Kevin Durant, lifetime, legendary lifetime Longhorn, traded. To the Suns. We'll talk about that. Kyrie Irving made his NBA debut. We'll get into that as well with the Mavs. Also, the Lakers. Yes, the Lakers made a move too. Uh, that's on the, the back of the end of the uh, big stories in the NBA trade deadline. They traded Russell Westbrook uh, in a three-team deal. We'll talk about that. Spurs also made a move. We'll talk, talk about that as well. So a lot of NBA news, notes, and nuggets. There's also, of course, the Super Bowl. We'll do Super Bowl breakdown in the top of the 4 o'clock, top of the 6 o'clock. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream and the cheese. Pippin' ain't easy, but for this man, it's a breeze. Mike Hardball Hards. What's going on, brother? This is supposed to be the time mm-hmm. of the NBA, and it became that. Man. But just think, the NFL said, you know what? I'm going to mess up your couch. I'm going to still be in the middle of these stories, <laughs> hey. but right now, the NBA has Kudos. taken 
over. Give it, give him props. And I gotta give it to him because <laughs> I've been excited all since last night when I was watching it. I woke up in the middle of the night and saw KD was going to the Phoenix Suns, Woo. and I told my wife, I said, "You gotta change jerseys." You've been up late. I've been up. I've been late. That was because I had to go to the bathroom. Bro, I had to go to the bathroom. In the old man problems. Of the old man old problems. Man problems. But let me talk about my man that sits across from me every single day. He hails from H Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and college Hall of Fame Longhorn. Full show. Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments, but he is a fan of you. The listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babus. I appreciate that intro. Let's not waste any time because I know this guy is also very excited because uh, he watches more NBA than anybody I know. Uh, he's also the idealionaire on the program, one of the hardest working members of the AR and family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. We do know that he's underpaid. He is Patrick Davis. What's going on, brother? Man, that was a fun couple hours right there. Uh, yeah, man. It got, it got, it got heated. It, it was lit. It was lit. (laughs) As the young folks would say, right before uh, the NBA trade deadline was done. And, yes, several moves. We talked about them. We'll get into them. But I think you should start with the biggest of those moves, uh, the blockbuster move, which was KD uh, going to the Suns. Um, And, you know, we can kind of break down the details of this trade because, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those trades. It's got a lot of different moving parts to it. So, um, essentially, uh, the Suns are sending um, Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and four first-round picks and a 2028 pick swap for Durant and TJ Warren. Um, and that's headed back to the uh, headed back to the Suns. Yep. Okay. Uh, and that is a yeah, that's a hell of a haul. <laughs> that, 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 that's a great haul. That's a great haul. So I, for Brooklyn as well. That's what I'm saying. So I, yeah, in terms yeah. of winners and losers here, Brooklyn at, at once they traded Kyrie Irving, which we'll talk about here in just a second as well. Um, I, I don't know if they were left with any of the choice because it was stated in several reports by ESPN that KD and his agent they requested a trade on the kind of on the down low. They they didn't want it. They didn't want it to be a big deal. Right. Kind right. of showing respect to the organization. And that they they instructed the Nets that their preferred destination was the Suns. <laughs> Which so he got exactly what he wanted. Got it to the Suns and the Suns. Uh and they gave up a King's ransom for a damn good player. That's um, a smart move, I think. I think that's a very smart move for especially a team like the Phoenix Suns that has been on the cusp. They have been on the cusp, and they needed a closer. Because if you wanted to think that Devin Booker was going to be your guy and he's still your guy, you need an ancillary person that could come in. Not only an ancillary person, but somebody with some skins on the wall. Chris Paul hadn't won anything. Chris Paul has always been in a conversation, and that's his one thing that you could sit there and look at and say, wait a minute, what has Chris Paul, Paul been lacking? It's a championship. Yes, It's a championship. This yeah. doesn't guarantee him one, but you've been close, and now you got somebody that can be a closer in this situation. This increases his chances. I agree with you about the closer thing. Yeah. They seem to have every other every piece aspart. that they yeah. need. I mean, they don't have a bench right now because— They didn't got rid of everybody. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But that, that starting five, or at least four of the starting five, I mean, you're talking about that maybe one of the best 
combos are cores in all the NBA. Uh, KD, Devin Booker, CP3, and now DeAndre Ayton thrown with that group too. Patrick, your thoughts uh, about this blockbuster trade for both sides? I mean, I think it's it makes sense for both sides. It's not a bad trade. I, I am somewhat surprised that they didn't call Kevin Durant before they pulled the trigger on the Kyrie trade. Because I feel like if you're if you think you're not keeping Durant, you take the Lakers trade. Because you get two first on a team that is probably going to be worse when those first comes up. So you probably go and take the two first instead of the one, and you don't need Dorian Finney-Smith because you're rebuilding now. So it would make more sense to go for the yes, picks sir. if you're not keeping Kevin Durant. The whole reason you didn't do it, it was because you needed players to make Kevin Durant happy. So it feels like when they made that trade, they thought they were keeping Kevin Durant. Yeah, because they, they assumed that we can build around Kevin Durant. Yeah. We can just, you know what, we can just build around so, him for the future. So that is another thing of Brooklyn just Could kind right. of screwing yeah. it up it and going, sense. well, now we have 45 wings on our team because we <laughs> traded for Bridges, who's a wing, and we traded for uh, Cam Johnson, who's a wing, and we have Dorian Finney-Smith, who's a wing, and we just have all the 3-and-D wing guys you could ever want, and Ben Simmons, who is a 6'8 guard who can kind of play. He can't shoot threes, but he plays D. So we're going to have a really good defense if you are around 6'5 to 6'9. Watch out. You're <laughs> shut down. Nobody, nobody's scoring. But So it's a weird composition of what this team is in Brooklyn now. That's fair. Uh, and going forward, you wonder, it's like, all right, do you have a lot of pieces that other people are going to want these? They didn't make any more moves, so they didn't just stockpile tons of picks. My guess is in the offseason they're going to try and unload some of these guys and get some more picks in there or unload them for more players. But I I understand you have to rebuild. This is the time to do it. You're not going to get a haul like that in the offseason because teams will – there wouldn't be the frenzy that there was right now yeah. that the Suns felt like, hey, man, we have CP3. We, have, we just paid DeAndre Aiden. We have Devin Booker. We have to do something, and if that's there – we why would we not want to do that? Because we went from probably third or fourth in the West and a team that nobody thought was actually going to make a run to now the odds-on favorite to win the NBA championship. Uh, yeah, I mean there are a lot of people that are really high on the Suns right now, and they should be uh, the Nets. Uh, let me give you guys his thoughts about this. The Nets essentially traded away Kyrie, KD, and Harden. Now the experiment totally failed, and now we've seen it all in shambles. They traded for six first-round picks total, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Dorian Finney-Smith. What's the, the, what, do you, what grade do you give the return on the three all-stars that you had uh, to trade? And in, you know, all NBA players to trade. Yeah. Did, they get it, did they get enough of a return? Was it? I, I personally am looking at this. I think they did get enough in return. Really? Because okay. we, they weren't going to win. I mean, you start thinking about it. They were playing good basketball, but when you lost Kyrie, it changes the whole impact of the trade, right? So you're looking at it and you're trying to say, who's going to be the guy that can take that spot? And then you looked at what KD said, and you said it perfectly. KD did this underneath the radar. It was like, hey, man. I need to get out of here. And you were maybe 100% correct. He, They were probably thinking, we're going to trade him off, and this is what's going to happen with Kyrie. And KD sat back and looked at it and was like, man, I wanted to leave a while ago. 
I came back. I got the coach fired. I didn't want to be a part of this organization. But you know what I like to do? I like to hoop. <laughs> and then you lost my hooping partner with me. And we already know he looked around and said, Ben Simmons is scared to shoot. I don't have another closer with me. So for me, my best attribute is me scoring, and I want to go and be a person that can be just a blend-in guy. KD just want to play basketball, yeah. but he's also a closer, and he can go there because Devin Booker, we already know he's going to light it up. He can score from anywhere. Chris Paul, he's don't, he don't want to score. He's going to be the facilitator. He's going to be the captain. He's going to be the leader because you know what KD doesn't want to do? Lead. Lead. <laughs> so no, you you put fair. me with a team yeah. like that and let me go. And and to your point, he might have wanted to go to uh to LA, but he really didn't want to go. Well to Durant LA. didn't. Ky- Kyrie what, did. Yeah. I you think know, Kyrie there was points Kyrie wanted to. I don't think Durant ever did. Kyrie was not gonna that that ownership was not going to adhere to anything no, Kyrie wrong. Yeah, the yeah. reports were they were not going to they were <laughs> they not going to trade not helping him you out, to bro. the Lakers. That'd be the one team yeah. they weren't going to trade him exactly. to. Exactly. But your point is well made, Hards, that unfortunately, you know, for and Kevin Durant is a phenomenal player, one of the all-time Absolutely. greatest players in the history of the NBA. But it's crazy to think you can't you can't build a franchise just around KD because I'm not sure KD wants that. I think KD's a little bit. He's a he's a lot more comfortable just being, you know, added to a, the construct of a team that already has, you know, the the pieces in place. They just need something to push them over the top. And he's that dude. Which was yeah, yeah he's that what dude. he was with Golden State. Right. Like now they got everything good. Yep. They got leadership. They already they got, won. Got leadership. Got good culture. Got yep. star. Got superstars already. They just need that one added piece that makes them unstoppable, yep. almost indefensible, and that would be him. And because there's a lot of responsibility, heavy, you know, heavy is the head that, you know, wears Where's the crown. The crown? So right. there's a lot of responsibility with someone building around you and you being the guy. And yeah, he doesn't want that. He, At all. He, yeah, he doesn't. Even with, 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 it's, it, with the Nets, he, he wanted Kyrie to kind of take on some of that role mm-hmm. of being that guy. And then you throw in the fact of, and when you look at the actual return on paper, this return for the Nets is terrible. In reality, when you take into account availability, this is three guys that they got with Harden, uh, Ky- uh, Kyrie, and Durant yep. that just were not available. Yeah. They were not available, and they all would be available at points. But you're like, man, we need you playing 75 games a year. 75. Yep. There's 82 games in a season. We're going to say you're going to have some beat up, and you're going to miss a couple games. But we need 70 to 75. And y'all are coming in all around 45 to 50. Mm, and so y'all are never on the court together. So when you look and you go, well, we can't put together a winning franchise because we're praying that this is in the playoffs we get some of those games together, but we have no no chemistry, no no time to get together and play. And so a Durant team, one of the problems even – I agree with you that he is not a great leader of men, yeah. and he is not someone to put that together. But his also his availability as he gets older, and he's only going to play in 50 games a year. That's a good point. Yeah, you can't build a team around a guy who's on the court 50 games because that means 32 games a year. at Like around 30 games a year, almost half of your season, you're going to have to figure out what to do without him. Yep. And and I'd love KD. And believe me, I know if he could, he would have played 90 games a year. He'd play 100 games a year if he could. I know he would. He loved hooping. But his body is just not able to do that. 
So if you say, hey, man, availability is going to be a problem, let's put him on a team with CP3. Let's put him on a team with Tevin Booker. Let's put him on a team with Aiden. Now for the Suns, they're going to run into the problem of there's only one basketball, and they're going to have to figure that out. CP3 is really, really good at that. But I'm telling you, DeAndre Ayton is going to be a very unhappy camper by the time they get to the playoffs. It's all right. And he's been unhappy already. He's about to be much more unhappy because he ain't touching the ball. And do not be surprised if DeAndre Ayton tanks a game in the playoffs. He's just a one-year and run, I don't think baby. Do. Yeah. I, I get it, but I'm just saying don't be surprised if DeAndre tanks it and they have to get rid of him in the offseason because he demands a trade because he's like, man, you pay me this money now, but you, don't want to, you, don't, you just want to play defense? I don't want to just play defense. Yeah. And, they, and they, so, yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a so good point. that's something to the look chemistry. for. Look for in the yeah. playoffs is if he doesn't care, then you lose a rim protector, you lose all that. So I mean, that's hopefully, the culture of the Suns is going to be big here. Yeah, they're co- they, it said mm-hmm. they have a good culture. If well, they they're do, building a new one now with it. with new ownership yeah. and everything. That's so true. they're trying to build into a new place. And hey, he's he's that, been balling. Ishbia is it? Is that his name? Yes, Matt Ishbia. Yeah. So. I mean, he made the big move. He made the, a he's move. governor. Dude, he's the governor. What he was on a job for less than 24 hours. Yeah, he made a hell of a move. No, and he's apparently he's scared. <laughs> so I, I think it, it's a great move for the Suns because you kind of, we've talked about it in the NFL, you got to go all it, especially if you're the Suns. This franchise is desperate for a title. That's and so, you, you know, this is the move to try and get you a title. You could have brought in four other guys, but you're like, we have Mikhail Bridges. We have Cam Johnson. We have a lot of real good pieces. And they haven't gotten us there. Let's go get somebody who is hard said is a closer. It's a good point. Uh, no, I like that. And I see the texture mentioned it too. So I got some of the numbers as well to to back up Patrick's point. So basically, the the Nets with their you know their hope that their trinity right that they had um, that trio of superstars, mm-hmm. Katie, Kyrie, and James Harden played ten games all together. Um, Katie, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons played twenty four games all together. KD and Kyrie, um, 74 games played together out of a possible 206 games. So, yeah, Irving, yeah, so they just didn't play a lot together. No. You did, yeah, so, I mean, that's – They didn't have the chemistry that we were thinking that they were going to have because there was no chemistry because everybody wasn't playing together. Well, you got to spend time together to have chemistry, as you know, in any relationship. And they just didn't spend enough time together. And with KD, yeah, I mean, that's a a great point you made, Hodge. As a a leader, he's emotionally unavailable. And to Patrick's point, as a player, he's physically unavailable all the time. So that's why you cannot build a franchise around KD, even though his talent is extraordinary. Yeah, his talent says, I got you. I mean, you're talking about no. one of the greatest talents in the history of the league. Yeah, it's one of those things where you go, man, how are all these things available? Yeah. Isn't it crazy? Like, we got three of the best players in the NBA. They're all available. And then you go, oh, I see why they're available. <laughs> oh, that makes way more sense. Yep. Oh, no one wants to give a guy, a, a, you know, $60 million yeah. a year to play 50 games. You meet that uh, that smoking hot babe who's single at like 40 and you know, what is going on? You are smoking hot and single and you date her for a couple of days. You go, I get it. Uh, I know. Things I, have happened in I her life. I understand now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Why? You know, I uh, get it now. Yeah. Uh, okay. And the Nets, the Nets had three of those girls. <laughs> <laughs> and they are all dying pieces. Yep. But what did I say yesterday? Hot to crazy ratio. All right? She's got to be just as hot as she is crazy 
But when she is crazier than she is hot, then you might need to bail on you know, her. Some opinion. things we got to adjust with. Yeah, and that can happen too. Uh, all right, uh, let's get to the Lakers because the Lakers made a big move. This is a huge move for the Lakers, and uh, it's a three-team trade, so a lot of moving parts. You go, uh, the Lakers are going to get Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt from the Jazz. Um, also, the Lakers are sending um, Juan Toscano-Anderson and Damian Jones and their first-round pick in 2027 to Utah with Russell Westbrook. And Minnesota involved in this deal is getting Mike Conley and uh, uh, Alexander Walker from Utah, along with three second-round picks. Yep. That's a lot. I'm looking at the the the, the Lakers as like winning it. this trade. You love it? They won this trade. And here's the other part. Russell Westbrook might get bought out. Right now. Oh, he's they, getting bought out. Yeah, he will he, go, he ain't getting on a flight to Utah. Exactly. He don't need to get on the flight. He yeah. ain't, he ain't he's, playing there. He's understood. He's, he's, getting, yeah, bought he's getting bought out. Hey, John Wall, don't get, get on a flight to Houston. No. These guys ain't going anywhere. They already <laughs> lit up a dumpster down there. They they already lit a match in hey, a dumpster. Hey, players in like that, though, right? If a player, oh, yeah, no. Hey, send yeah. my agent, negotiate my buyout. Yeah. yeah. Did I get my free, did my free agent again? Because yeah. the rumor and has I get a pick it, in the buyout, Mike. The rumor has it that. The Bulls want Russell Westbrook. The Clippers also want Russell Westbrook. Paul George oh. is uh, is fighting for him. That's Remember, right. Paul That's George good, played with right. Westbrook in, in, in Oklahoma. Like, I'll tell you, that though, would be interesting. Uh, this trade, the Lakers win. They need to make a move. Yep. In the offseason, they were being people were saying they need to give up two first to get rid of West, Russell Westbrook. They gave up one and add D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. So a huge win for the Lakers on this trade because they were they were basically sitting at a point giving up more than that to just ditch Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Now they're able to bring in another player who can help them out. And then they go make a trade, Patrick Beverly for Mo Bamba? Yeah. What a good – That's this another is the great best trade. Trade deadline the Lakers have had in years. Yeah. To go and add Mo Bamba, who, yes, you're going to have to figure out what you're going to do in free agency, but now that you made the Russell trade, you're mm. probably not going to be able to really get free up cap space. So might as well go ahead and get another guy, maybe pay Mo Bamba if he works out there, add another center into the Lakers, an actual center they can play that can also spread the court and shoot threes for LeBron. So I love that trade as well. And you get rid of Patrick Beverly, who, yes, he is a good defender. He pushes the ball. He's a great. He's a locker room cancer because he is the type of guy that nobody trusts in that locker room. <laughs> he makes everybody act like he's a victim. So he walks in and makes everybody have victim mentality, yep. and that's why you saw the Lakers get even worse. LeBron's always been someone to complain to the refs. It has stepped to a new level this season with Patrick Beverly on the roster because those two guys can sit in the locker room and go, can you believe it? And they're the leaders. Yeah. 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 And so it's just a bad – he's not good to have in a locker room with guys like that because they all felt like they were getting disrespected, and you're on the Lakers. You can't walk around in the Lakers. No one likes us. We're only the most popular franchise in – in basketball. Yeah. Sounds familiar. Anyway. <laughs> anyway so now he's going to Orlando. I digress. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets bought out as well and ends up somewhere uh, because Orlando has had no real need to put that guy with a bunch of their young players, yeah. <laughs> their, their new young core, and uh, and expose them to that mentality. So it wouldn't be surprised if he'll be out there. There's going to be a ton of people on this free agency buyout market, and that is going to be something fun to watch in the next week, week and a half as all these teams that are kind of missing a few role players and missing depth, like the Lakers right now, really still don't have a starting shooting guard. Austin Reeves is probably your starting shooting guard right now. But they have a good rest of their lineup. They have a better rest of their lineup than they had before with oh, Russell, a, LeBron, yeah. Mo Bamba, and Anthony Davis. Much better lineup yeah. right now. But you're still going to need to add in a couple more pieces 
and there's going to be a number of guys that get bought out and are available to bring in. So, uh, yeah, yep. I mean, D'Angelo Russell right now having a career season from the three-point line. Yep. That's money for the Lakers. I right mean, there. look, Malik Mo Beasley, Bamba, 6'9", he can shoot too. Hey, Mo Bamba can Mo, shoot. Mo Bamba's a beast, man. But yeah. that's the thing is now when you talk about letting LeBron drive to the paint and kick out and have shooters, you've added so much yeah. more to that. So it just makes the game so much easier that this Lakers team changed from a team that had no identity and no look like they could do anything to, all right, you're still not the best team in the West. It's still going to be a very big climb for you to get. But you're a playoff team now. Yeah, yeah. What, you're, you're a you're a LeBron team now. You're not a like you're now not probably the worst team LeBron's been on since early Cavs. When you build a team around LeBron and make it compatible with LeBron's skill set, he can take almost any team to the playoffs, and they can be built with around a, a bunch of no names. It really right, doesn't yeah, matter right. as long as they're compatible with what he's doing. Russell Westbrook, uh, not he, not that Russell Westbrook is trash or he's done. I'm not I'm not in that crowd either. Um, but he doesn't mesh well. He's not compatible with what LeBron James wants to do because he can't make those shots. No, and we can't make open shots. And we've seen Portland is basically out now. They are low-key sellers in the market, so that's another team who is not going to be trying to make a big playoff run. And, yes, they have Dame, so they're always going to be around. But that like, there's more teams that are kind of stepping out of the picture now and falling down that I think the Lakers can move up into that 6-7-8 spot and not even have to be in the play and not be on the back end of the plan. Yeah. Uh, well, that's why a lot of people are trying to figure out as well is like, what is going to be next for that squad? Dame Lillard's name pops up a ton every year. Yeah. Everybody talks about Dame. Is he going to get traded? Is he going to get traded? And then all of a sudden he's never the one that's traded. No, they, they came out before they came out before and said he was he was not available. So yeah. they they're still going with it. I mean, I get they want to sell tickets in Portland and trying to build in different ways. But, yeah, they had a bunch of guys whose contracts were about to come up, and they basically unloaded all of them. Yeah, the NBA loves expiring contracts, too. matter of fact, D'Angelo Russell and Russell Westbrook, both expiring contracts in that trade. Uh, Spurs made a move as well. They agreed to trade Yacopuero, the center to the Raptors, for Kime Birch, um, an unprotected first-round pick and two future second-round picks. And now – I'm hearing He's, it's it's top six protected is what I'm hearing. Oh, okay. so it will be protected, which makes sense. But okay. it's top six sorry, protected. It's I protected. Yeah. Oh, sorry, my, I apologize. Uh, it is a protected first round pick, and um, this remember the Spurs basically acquired uh, Puerto what for Demar Derozan mm-hmm. um, in a first in 2018. So send him back. Uh, so <laughs> return well, no, to sender. Uh, Puerto was part of the Kawhi Leonard trade. Oh, was he? Yes, because yeah. he came Send from the Raptors. Back. Okay. So he came for the Raptors, and he was part of that trade, and then DeMar DeRozan was part of the Kawhi Leonard trade. Okay. It all so comes they, back. So they were both part of the that trade, the Kawhi Leonard trade? Yeah, so— in Like in a— Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So in a, like a th- is it just a big deal or a three-team deal? I can't remember. It was three or four, but yeah, three. but he was, was part three. of that. Yeah, he was part of getting when they traded Kawhi up to Toronto. Okay, he came down to the Spurs. <laughs> Toronto still liked him, so they went and got him again. Spurs get a bunch of picks. Kim Birch, he's thirty year old guy, kind of rotation center. I doubt he'll suit up for the Spurs, but maybe he'll end up playing a few minutes. Uh, then the Spurs also traded away Josh Richardson. Uh, they get Devontae Graham back, who is a twenty seven year old can score all right. Uh, and then four second round picks from that. So adding more and more and more into their picks. Man. Yeah. 13 first round picks through 2029, which is a lot of first round <laughs> That's picks. That's a lot. I mean, when is the. So is that the. Basically, all this is to try to get 
uh, win Binyama? You're, well, you're hoping you get win Binyama on your own, and then you have other pieces Sorry. to trade because now you're saying we have more and more picks. And we saw, like, there's been a few trades where uh, the basically the the Warriors trade five second-round picks or get trade uh, James Wiseman for five second-round yes. picks. They then flip those five second-round picks to Portland to get back Gary Payton II, who was a big part of their championship team last year. So Who they should have never let now, walk. But those are all well, seconds. Seconds yeah. not hugely valuable, but if you go five of them, then people are like, look, like you always say, Rod, they're lottery tickets. Yeah. And yeah. so those are cheaper lot lottery tickets, not that. But the Spurs right now and we're OKC and right Utah now. and now Brooklyn, <laughs> man, play playing the lottery. That's you're just playing. A lot of picks, man. Scratch off. Yeah. Uh, and I believe behind the Rockets, I guess they're second right now in the – uh, the draft odds, the draft lottery odds. Yeah, and I mean the Rockets just made some moves. They trade off Eric <laughs> Gordon. They uh, they made a bunch of cap saving moves. Took on other people's caps that are going to go ahead and hit the buyout market. Uh, but they're uh, they're, they're going to benefit full though, on for, tank mode as well. They're going to benefit from that Brooklyn, basically the oh, Brooklyn tank. Oh, huge yeah. from the Brooklyn rebuild. Call the tank. They're going to benefit from that, right? Because they got a, I believe they got f- two f- future firsts. Uh, from the so Brooklyn many, Nets, man. and then they got two swaps. Yeah, no, they're Future they're going to do quite well in the in Brooklyn. Yeah. Brooklyn is not is not able to completely rebuild as much as they'd like to. Man, it's hard to keep up with all the NBA trade stuff. But uh, yeah, it's, I would say that it's hard to steal headlines from the NFL. NBA did a good job. A well, good job doing it. It's hard to do it. Well, here's another name that Josh Hart trade. That's the one that really kind of drives me nuts. Is like, how do you trade a guy that's been a valuable part of your success in Portland? And he traded him during warmups. They were in the middle of yeah. the layup line. Hey man, pull you out. Yeah, and like, hey man, you mm. just, don't don't worry about doing the dunk line right now. <laughs> just get yourself up out of here, dog. Uh, yeah, they didn't want to pay him. Yeah. They, they were not going to pay him, yeah. and so he goes over. Big pickup for uh, the Knicks there to add another three and D guy and someone. Uh, who can play over there uh, with Brunson? Brunson gets the news. He's doing. Former he's teammate. Like, they're teammates of Villanova. Yeah. So when Brunson comes in, he's he's talking to everybody about the. He's like doing a jersey ceremony, and someone walks over to him on the phone. He's like, "What? Yeah. <laughs> I saw that video actually." Yeah. Uh, yeah. On Twitter, so so a fun thing. A good move by the Knicks. Yeah, that's rare. That's that's where it's you know. Hey, you don't hear those words very often. That Brunson deal. That Brunson deal turned out to be a good deal. He's playing well for him. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, so so the Brooklyn still owes Houston their first round is in 2024, 2026, and the pick swaps were in 25 and 27. So I like it. Uh, man, and of course, yeah, everybody wants one mini Oh, that's, that's what everybody's tanking for. Yeah. I mean, Scoot Henderson. People are looking at Scoot Henderson as well. Oh, he's been hooping. I mean, he's a consolation prize, but he's Scoot Henderson is a really good it's consolation great, prize. It's a great consolation prize, but, I mean, everybody knows. No, everybody wants Wimby. Yeah. But yeah. you want See, look, he's already got a nickname for him. Oh, yeah, we know when he comes to Spurs. Yeah, he's you know. calling him Wimby already. He yeah. got T-shirts made, <laughs> sweatshirts made. Hey, man, hey. I'll call him whatever he wants when he comes to San Antonio. Whatever. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, we'll, we'll steal that when he comes to H-Town. We'll <laughs> be calling him Wimby as well. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll come back. We'll talk about uh, the highest recruiting budgets for college football in the country are the Longhorns at the top of that pyramid. I'll we'll get into that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful on the Horn.
come to the right man because I'm the candy man. Who can take a sunrise? Who can take a sunrise? Sprinkle it with you. Sprinkle it with All right, welcome back to Bar Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. New theme Thursday. That's when my man Patrick plays uh, certain jams, certain songs, selections, and they should give us hints and clues as to what the new theme for New Theme Thursday is. And, um... I mean, I don't know. Candy? Valentine's Day candy? No, not Valentine's Day. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. That's all I got right now. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? No, no. Dang it. That's pretty. That's good. Dang it. That's all we got right now. Is this the year that Candyland came out? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Remember that game, Candyland? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The Rat Pack? No, no. We're good. All right. We can, so we can keep it going. going. Okay. All right. Random, random uh, suggestions. Oh, do we need to turn this off? Oh, you probably should. Yeah, the spec sex line. Right. Right. Usually they ruin it because uh, they're a lot quicker than we are. Yeah, Sometimes sure. with the new theme what Thursday. What did you say? They normally Google or, or they Shazam? They can Google or Shazam. This, this one's a little up. bit harder to, to Google. Yeah. Okay. Because uh-huh. you have to hear a couple songs to get what the whole theme is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, should, that, that usually works more on midweek movie music where you can just kind of see what what soundtrack the song is on, that kind of stuff, and then leads you right you know, right down yeah, the path, yeah, the direct path. Yeah. This one, you got to psychoanalyze Patrick a little bit. You got to know Patrick. <laughs> dive Very in, good point. Dive into the deep, dark depths Very good of, his, uh, of his subconscious. Which and, is not a good, you don't want to do that. <laughs> it's like going to the black web. <laughs> In the dark web, man. You don't want to be on that thing. Uh, anyway, let's get to this story because uh, it came out in USA Today. There was an article about the biggest recruiting budgets in the country. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I don't know if I was surprised to, to learn where the Longhorns are. Um, not, I mean, they are where they should be. They are in the top five. Uh, but it says the recruit. It was about Georgia. First of all, the article was about Georgia and how they have a massive recruiting budget. Okay, four point five million annually. Spent on just recruiting. A and M actually is second. Shout out to the Aggies. Really? Yeah, two point nine eight million. I like it. They spent on recruiting. They're not scared. Uh, we ain't never scared. There it is. Uh, Tennessee two point nine two million. And I like then, that. They've been doing well. They've been doing well. They have and been doing well. You seeing the fruits of their labor? Mm-hmm. And then Texas at two point four four million. Uh, is there? Well, remember so there was fourth. people that were putting out articles talking about. How much money Texas spent on the recruitment weekend of uh, Arch, Arch Manning, Manning when yeah. they did the pool parties and all that other stuff? Mm-hmm. One weekend, hey. I they were talking about it. I was like, man, that's what they're supposed to do. It ain't Texas fault inflation is exactly. at an all time high. Exactly. You know, stuff is expensive. They can't right? stay where they need to they're be. They're not a cake costs $600. There it is. <laughs> I like it. Um, uh, but Texas is a bit ahead of Mich- uh, sorry, Bama and Michigan. Bama's at two point three two million, and Michigan's at two point two four million. So you think Texas should be higher, lower? No, they're just right. They just right. They're just right. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Top five. Because if you're top if, five, think about it. If you're in the top five and you're still getting that high recruiting class, you're doing just fine. Yeah, you're getting return on your investment For because sure. you are getting the higher rank recruiting classes. Now we've seen there's something lost in development, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, with the program. But Sark did a really good job this past season in developing the talent they had on campus. 
But that's a different discussion. Yep. This is about recruiting. Recruiting is about getting those prospects on the campus physically to sign their letter of intent. And Texas has done that really, really well. And that is a part of the, I don't know, the, the Shakespearean tragedy of Texas football, actually, is that mm-hmm. they are spending a ton of money, but you're not ultimately getting the results you want. Right. You're getting your return that's because the guys, because the guys are coming on campus. But the results are you want that to translate to wins. Yep. And it's not translating to wins because something is lost in the you know the translation, if you will, and its development. That's what's kind of been lost, and that's what you got to fix. But Georgia, A and M, Tennessee, Texas, Bama, Michigan. Um, you know, those, I mean, they're spending a ton of money. Those are the teams that spend the most money in recruiting in the country. And Georgia, yeah, it makes it makes sense that they are dominating college football right now and have won back-to-back championships because uh, man, they're spending big money on it. And not only that, I mean, when you're spending that type of money, you're getting top-of-the-line recruits and you're getting them in back in, back in, back in every yeah. single year. Yeah, now this and is it's not giving sh- you a chance to be able to get that. Yeah, so I'm not, I want people to think what they're giving this to recruits. No, 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 no. That's this how much it. you spend for the hotels, the yes. families coming in, Dang. the food, yes. the catering. Your, the, recruit, your recruiting the personnel, party. the yeah. personnel that yes. you bring in to help recruit, your yeah. support staff for recruiting, all that kind of stuff. So to just, make other this schools ain't the look worse. Yes. Yeah, just to in go, case, yeah. <laughs> to go, hey, man, what did, what did they do for you over at Florida? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that? Yeah, yeah. Here's yeah. an ice sculpture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when you get the, you know, you get somebody to skywrite their name, mm-hmm. all right, <laughs> when, uh, exactly. when they come out. Uh, and oh, see, you didn't get picked up in a Lamborghini? In the stadium. Yeah, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, there you go. in the NIL world, I know people might get mixed up, but that's the recruiting budget. No, you're right. Yeah. You're right. But NIL is certainly different. And the game Texas, has changed quite a bit. The yeah, collectives you, and everything that's involved with it, Texas One Fund, mm-hmm. and then you heard about Miami and what they've been going through. I mean, it happens all over the country, but the the way that you can get in, in, into that conversation is by spending the money to have people come and hang out during that weekend on recruiting. Yeah. So that's the most important part. It takes money to make money. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's the golden rule, as you were talking about yesterday. Yeah. Why not just say it's the golden rule? Yeah. That well, is the golden rule. Because uh, the golden rule should be the golden rule, but you're right. The yeah. golden rule is the person with the gold gets to make the rules. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah. No, but it's it's interesting, though, that, you know, you start to see these teams that are in this, you know, top five, top six. Um, they haven't consistently been, been winning, you know, Texas A&M. I mean, I think they, they want to see more wins from Texas A&M. Tennessee just started to break through mm-hmm. a little bit. It just happened for them. Um, you know, obviously, Bama's been winning for years. Uh, Texas, of course, you know, they, you know, they haven't broken through just yet. Starting to see signs of promise. Um, and Michigan, Jim Harbaugh. Remember a couple of years ago, Jim Harbaugh was having to take a, a pay cut. Yeah. Right. Because he wasn't living up to expectations. And now he's trying to get that money back. He's trying to recoup. He is trying yeah, to recoup some to recoup of those funds. We've been to the playoffs a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, now they're now they're they're riding high. They really mm-hmm. are doing a really good job. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's yeah, that's what big time football is about. It is about big money, and that's why you're starting to see a more of a separation of the have and the have nots that will continue to happen. Those that's those dollar figures are huge, and to see what George is doing, um, it makes sense. And basically, Kirby Smart took what. Nick Saban was doing and yep. decided to 
turn it into some type of uh, recruiting monster. Basically, he did he did everything that Nick Saban did, but he decided to to multiply it. Yeah, <laughs> to do it exponentially. Uh, so yeah, he's he's doing it at a whole different level right now. Now everybody's catching Kirby Smart in Georgia. Yep, that's yep. the game. That's what, that, everybody's. Out you want to be the one that you're the one that's being chased. Yeah, right. You want to be that one, but he'll let you know we're not the one that's being chased. Yeah. We're the ones that's out here. Yeah, like he was <laughs> yelling at everybody. We're doing the hunting. Yeah, no, My golly, okay. Well, it certainly looked it certainly looked that way. <laughs> exactly. The national title game versus TCU. Exactly. Um, so there you go, recruiting budgets, Longhorns where they need to be, and another great class in the uh, 2023 class for Texas. I'm all in on it. Yeah, it's a good class. Yeah, I mean Texas, but we say that almost every year about Texas. Um, we we should. That is a really good class. And, yep. you, and you should. Like I said, Chris Rock always had a great saying, you shouldn't get credit for stuff you're supposed to do. There it is. And at Texas, you're supposed to have a really good recruiting class. Every year. Every year. Yep. Every, Every year. sport. Um, you know, but see, that's – and, you know, I, so I have a lot of respect for the programs that are doing more with less mm-hmm. because not everybody can afford to spend like these programs are spending. When you spend that kind of money like Georgia, A&M, and Tennessee, and Texas, and Bama, you better have top five, top ten recruiting classes. Yep. Why are you spending all that money then if you're not? Very true. You know, every program can't afford to do that, so they got to be a lot more you know, uh, frugal. Uh, and they have to be a lot more judicious about their spending and about what they're spending money on. And they got to find the diamonds in the rough. And uh, for Texas, that's not really the case. You can just, you know, you you can afford to be able to have your pick of the best players in, in your region. Hell, sometimes in the country, depending on where you're recruiting. Uh, so for Texas, it it really, I mean, that's a you know, that's a that's a huge advantage. This is where they should be. This is the big money game. That's why they're going to the SEC. That's a big money league. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Man, got to start translating into wins. It's wins. all about the dubs. It is, yeah, it's, it's all about the dubs. Got to start translating into wins for AM. I was surprised AM was number two um, on that list too. Well, I mean, he he already told you. I mean, we got enough land out here. We'll do whatever we want. They spend a lot of bread. They spend a lot of bread, but it's, it's not translating, and that's why the people are it's getting restless. So they it goes are. back to your point. It's hmm. like, okay, if we're gonna spend all this money, we want our return to look like the University of Georgia. Mm-hmm. We don't want our we don't want it to look like what A and M has been the last few years. Texas is trending in a different direction. Alabama is Alabama. Tennessee they showed up big, and if their quarterback doesn't get hurt, they're probably trying to play for the uh, playoff. That's a good point. They would have been right into the mix. So the money has been spent well at uh, at uh, Tennessee. Now everybody's trying to pay pay rent right now and trying to figure out how can we get there. Yeah, that's why Texas had a no excuses point. That is, you know, ding, ding, what ding. Longhorn fans have thrown out there via Twitter for Texas football this year that uh, this is the no excuses year for Sark. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know what that no excuses means for everybody. I think for every fan it's different. I think for for me it's just represent representation in the Big Twelve title. Texas should be there this year in the new look Big Twelve or the. 14-team Big 12, whatever it is for this year, I think Texas should be there. They're one of the most experienced teams in the Big 12 mm-hmm. this year, too, bringing back, what, 10 of the 11 starters yep, on offense. Yep, yep. Uh, so, yeah. it's and, and, and listen, Sark's doing a really good job, but uh, they do have to take the next step to the next level. All right, we come back. We'll get into the flex on the other side. We'll also uh, later on get into our Super Bowl previews in the 4 o'clock. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, the – 
really the common thread that nobody's discussing between the Chiefs and the Eagles. There are a lot of them, but this one I haven't heard discussed enough. We'll talk ah. about that in the top of the 4 o'clock. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to FLXATX.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit BrainVault.com and join the movement. Sugar. Oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me. All right, welcome back to Paul Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a new theme Thursday right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. Patrick plays songs for us, and based on those songs, we have to guess what the um, new theme of the day is um, based on clues and hints that we gather from the song selections. I mean, once again, it's about some sweet candies. Sweet, I'm going to give it to you. because sweetness. The, today is National Toothache Day. Uh, and so we will be listening to songs all about the things that give you toothaches. That's outstanding. Okay. There you go. That is outstanding. Wow. That is, nobody would have got no, that. We no, no. That's why I was like, hey, y'all, y'all get the theme of I'm, sugar, candy. I'm glad so you got yeah. to uh, There you go. Wow. Yeah. National Toothache Day. That's, man, why, I mean, they come up with a day for something <laughs> every oh. No. Give Patrick credit for making the leap. From toothaches right, right, and then right. all that, doing that kind of research. Because I even know, I've never even heard of it being natural toothache day. I had no clue. What? Who come, Who, who you, knows you, that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm on Twitter. We're both on Twitter a lot. We're I looking never at came stuff. across my Twitter timeline. Yeah, it's, it's not a celebrated holiday. And I think yeah. he needed I'm trying some, to celebrate it. He needed <laughs> something that didn't come across our timeline. Yeah, very line, true. Very so true. that we wouldn't get some hints to it or something randomly or, yeah. Or Chad wouldn't mention it on Chad and Zay. No, you're right. You picked something pretty obscure. You picked something pretty obscure. Uh, so, all right, we'll get into, uh, man, more of the theme of the day, which is National Toothache Day wow. and songs about things that give you toothaches, which is <laughs> just candy and sugar uh, for now. All right, we'll get into In all, general. In general. <laughs> all right, uh, let's get to the flex, flxatx.com, flx. On uh, FLXATX on all of your social media platforms as well. Go to the website. Go check out the website. Uh, tons of great stuff up there. Uh, the basketball schedules are out for Friday for the um, uh, men's and women's uh, games in the uh, the flex area for Friday. That's out. You can go check that out. Also, they have the uh, the basketball power rankings are still up there at the FLX website. And tonight is Flex Wednesdays. All right, FLX ATX. They so you moved it man. to Thursday because of basketball. Oh, sorry, thir- was, yeah. No, Thanks, because yeah. of because of last night we had basketball. Yeah. Vic Schaefer, everything transitioned over here. So tonight, yeah. they will have it yes. running eight p.m. Eight p.m. Okay, eight p.m. Uh, after coach's show with Rodney Terry at seven p.m. Uh, with Craig Way down at uh, Pucker's Rio Grande. Yep, 
Uh, Craig will be down there with Rodney Terry doing the coach show from 7 to 8. Then we will have the flex from 8 to 9. Yeah. Uh, flex is usually Wednesdays, and but they, yep. we did move it. Uh, but it is uh, Zach Lucero is going to be doing it because I heard him on Chad and Zay uh, talking a little bit about this previewing uh, the Flex tonight. And I, I thought he said uh, Nolan. Oh, Cam Parker and Nolan, Nolan Hogan, Hogan will be playing. I think I Nolan, Nolan Hogan. Cam gonna... may not be here. I think Cam yeah. may be out today. I thought he said the seed was going to join him. So Nolan I believe Hogan. Nolan yeah. may the be seed. coming in. I like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, pretty good flex coming up. So you want to check out those guys. Those guys have all of the uh, the insider knowledge about what's happening uh, with your local high school sports here in Central Texas. But if you want to know right now, go to flxatx.com. Also, shout out to my man uh, Jalen Gilbert and a lot of other prospects, by the way, who signed their letter of intent That's yesterday. Right. Um, he signed his to Vanderbilt. Um, but a lot of other, uh, you said, a lot of other prospects around yep. the Central Texas area signed yep. their letters of intent Actually, yesterday, That's too. right, because everything got moved around because of the weather. Mm. So everything got pushed back. And now that the weather's good and everybody can go out there, Cam Cook signed his letter of intent to TCU yesterday as well. And a lot of kids that are going to be signing their base, they signed their baseball scholarships as baseball season is right around the corner. So there was a lot of movement yesterday in the flex area. So make sure you get on uh, flexatx.com to find out more. And We've talked about this before, and we're going to continue to talk about it. If you have information, you got videos, and you want your kid to be noticed or your school, go to flexatx.com and get into the contact page and send us all the information. Uh, yeah, because uh, it's year-round. so No it's- doubt. I know uh, during football season, you guys did a great job of sending us a lot of information, stats, videos, um, you know, names of players that we should be watching. Uh, that can be the case year-round for all the different sports because we're just trying to make sure that we keep up with the top-performing players in the area for all the different sports yep. and the best teams. And uh, we need as much um, you know, insider info from you, from no you guys as possible. So FLX. ATX.com. All right, we come back. We'll get into the Super Bowl preview. We'll start breaking it down from every angle. Uh, we'll also talk about something unique about both of these squads. Hasn't been discussed enough. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.